Welcome to Premier Pain Talk, a podcast dedicated to expanding awareness about treatment options for people in pain. Each week, host Dr. Michael Danko from Premier Pain Treatment Institute in Cincinnati, Ohio, will discuss cutting-edge treatments for pain management that are improving the quality of life for those suffering from chronic pain. Tune in now to learn more about how to relieve pain and restore your life. Hello, and welcome to our July edition of the PPTI Care Series uh, from Premier Pain Treatment Institute. I am your host, Dr. Michael Danko. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about a procedure called a posterior lateral spine fusion. Um, This is also called a facet joint fusion. Uh, It is a minimal invasive treatment for low back pain. So, you know, when anytime you use the word fusion, uh, it's all automatically tagged to a a much uh, more scary and potentially really invasive procedure that uh, is going to have uh, you know a lot of uh, complexity to it and going to have long recovery and, and potentially a, a uh, something that a lot of patients are not going to want to pursue because uh, they don't feel like they're ready for it. But a posterior lateral uh, facet joint fusion is a truly minimally invasive procedure here. And if you're uh, able to see our screen, you can see the, the small screws that get uh, inserted uh, into the facet joints to stabilize the joints and to relieve pain. Uh, and over the course of this webinar, I'm going to be discussing uh, when this is appropriate for patients, uh, who is a candidate, and then I'm going to discuss uh, uh, the procedure itself, uh, and also you know what options you might have if you're not a candidate for this procedure. Uh, so across the screen there, you can see different sizes of implants. Uh, you can see the little dime as a comparison size, and that very first small screw that's smaller than a dime uh, is our facet joint screw. It uh, is a uh, nanotech surface technology uh, and has different sizes and, and we'll choose the size that's appropriate for you. And it's going to help stabilize something called a lumbar facet joint. So over the course of the next few slides, we'll be discussing uh, who's a candidate for this procedure. Uh, so we are going to be treating low back pain with this procedure. And we're looking for people who have uh, symptomatic degenerative disc disease. Uh, they may have some uh, micro instability of the spine or, and uh, they have a degeneration of their lumbar facet joints. Uh, they may have a, a condition called spondylolisthesis. Uh, in that situation, we'll be primarily treating a grade one spondylolisthesis. If, if you have uh, a more advanced grade than that, then, then you may not be a candidate for this procedure. And uh, we're also going to be looking for patients who have pain that is adjacent to the level of a previous lumbar spine fusion. Uh, we call it adjacent segment disease. So in this scenario, uh, we the, the pain is coming from the posterior elements of the spine. And Specifically, we're, we're talking about uh, something called your lumbar facet joints. Uh, and those of you that, that have seen a pain management specialist previously, you're, you're probably at least somewhat familiar with that term. Uh, and what is that term? Uh, lumbar facet joints are small joints at each segment in the spine that actually progress all the way up to the thoracic and the cervical spines as well. Uh, but these facet joints uh, are what allow you to bend and twist. Uh, and they are true joints. So they have a cartilage, they have a capsule. Um, they can deteriorate and degenerate just like other joints in your body that, that we more commonly think about, such as your shoulder, or your knee, or your hip. When you have painful facet joints, uh, often we're not going to go straight to a procedure like this. Uh, we have uh, more basic uh, interventional options in the clinic. Before you even get to interventional options, your, your primary care doctor may consider an anti-inflammatory medication. Uh, you may go through a course of physical therapy. Uh, but when you continue to have persistent pain from these joints, then 
we have do a procedure called uh, a lumbar medial branch block, and then if, if that injection is successful, we'll uh, we'll repeat it, and then if twice if your medial branch block is successful, then we'll often attempt a procedure called a radio frequency ablation. Uh, a radio frequency ablation is a procedure where you uh, place a needle at the joint and you heat uh, the nerve that is carrying the pain signals away from that joint, uh, and you basically uh, cauterize the, the the nerve, and that will provide some sustained relief from your pain. And typically, a good response to radio frequency ablation is for at least six months, and often up to twelve months or longer. That procedure uh, works well for you, and then the pain starts to return, and it's been a long enough time period. Then uh, we can repeat the radio frequency ablation to provide some extended relief uh, to keep the relief going. Uh, for most patients, about there's about a ninety-five percent chance that the, if ablation once was successful, that the next ablation will be successful. But f for some patients, those, those nerve blocks are unsuccessful uh, or their ablation is not lasting long enough and there's a, a, a long enough gap where, you know, typically the insurance will only approve one or two ablation procedures per year. So if you're not getting a truly uh, a six to 12 months of relief out of that procedure, then you're going to have a long gap of period before you you're allowed to repeat it. Uh, and that's not really great. That's really an up and down treatment therapy. And so we'll, at that point, move to a procedure like this uh, posterior facet joint fusion uh, as a more durable, long-term option, uh, or basically, you know, a fix, whereas the, the ablation procedure, even, even as great as it is, uh, is is really a temporary procedure that has to be repeated on, a, on an annual basis. Uh, so how do we know if you're a candidate for this procedure after your ablation has not worked? Well, most people have degenerative disc disease, especially as you get older, almost everyone has degenerative disc disease. Uh, and so we need to start paring it down and, and saying, okay, if almost everyone has this condition, how do we determine who is the most appropriate person for this procedure so that they're going to have a really good outcome? Uh, and so we take that that big pool of people and, and we pare it down and try to make sure that, that this procedure is most appropriate for you. So we'll, we'll start very basically with your symptoms. So we'll, we'll again confirm that it looks like the symptoms are coming from the, that posterior aspect of your spine uh, so that you, know, you have pain with prolonged standing, you have pain uh, with walking, you, you, long periods of sitting can cause pain, twisting and turning cause pain, uh, leaning backwards or, or extension of the spine is painful. Uh, and then we'll look at those symptoms and we'll, and we'll match it up with your physical exam symptoms. So are your facet joints tender on palpation? Is it, is it painful to load those facet joints? Do you have pain with uh, lumbar extension? Do you have difficulty with uh, some of our other provocative maneuvers that, that tend to stress the, the spine and, and show these joints are symptomatic? Uh, in that case, uh, when those conditions are appropriate and they're present, then again, we'll make sure that you've attempted at least attempted the conservative treatments that I mentioned earlier with anti-inflammatory medications, uh, physical therapy, uh, when uh, when the physical therapy is, is, has failed and, and conservative medications have failed, we'll check and see if you have you tried any of those basic interventional options. Have you had a lumbar facet joint injections, which are like uh, corticosteroid injections in the joints? Have you had a medial branch block? If so, what was re your response? Um, did you end up proceeding with the radio frequency ablation? If so, what was your response to that? Uh, and then we're going to, uh, if you've checked all those boxes, we're going to say, okay, again, really, truly need to see, are you candidates? So then we will get, make sure we have advanced imaging. So do we have a CAT scan? Do we have an MRI scan? Have you had a specialized type of x-ray called a flexion extension x-ray? Do we see any signs of instability on those flexion extension x-rays? 
when we look at your your MRI scan, you know, do you have consistent degenerative disc disease at the segment we want to treat? Uh, and then when we've looked to put all those pieces of the puzzle together, uh, then we'll say, okay, yes, this looks like a really great option for you. I think it's going to work well for your pain. Uh, and again, this is a minimally invasive surgical procedure, uh, and I'm going to go into that in more detail at this point. Uh, so as you can see on the screen there, we're replacing two small screws uh, into the, the facet joint, one on each side. Uh, so facet joint on the left will get a screw and the facet joint on the right will get a screw. We'll identify these joints under, under x-ray guidance. Uh, this procedure is typically done uh, under a, what we call a MAC anesthesia or a sedation anesthesia. Uh, similar to a colonoscopy. Uh, it can be done with general anesthesia. It likely will not be able to be done with, with just uh, local anesthesia or, or just numbing medication. It's, it's a little more, a little more uh, uncomfortable than that, where you're going to likely want to have uh, some uh, anesthetic on board to help you uh, with, during the procedure. But we'll identify those joints, we'll make a small incision to, to one on each side of the, of the, of the low back, uh, at that appropriate segment. Um, there is a guide pin that we place into the joint so we get access to it. Uh, then we'll prepare the joint and then insert the screws. Uh, this procedure is performed on an outpatient basis. So you, you will go home the same day. The uh, really There's really not much reason for an extended recovery because this is a invasive procedure. So there's gonna be uh, reduced blood loss. There's gonna be smaller incisions, so you know, quicker wound healing. And also, you're, uh, because of the, the invasive nature, you know, your body's not going to be stressed by a, by a, a more advanced anesthetic uh, and uh, all the fluid shifts and other things that we worry about, urine output and other things with, with bigger surgeries, we don't have to worry about here. So patients are much more appropriate and ready to go home afterwards. Uh, so this is a, a view from a sideways approach showing the, the, the screws placed into the joints, uh, and we'll confirm that with the x-ray guidance again, as I mentioned. Uh, and once we have the screws in place, uh, we also want to provide a extra support and, and really make sure we're trying to stabilize that segment. Uh, and so we're going to insert uh, something called bone graft. Uh, and the bone graft material is going to bridge from the, the spinous process or from the transverse process at the segment we're treating to the transverse process of the segment above. Uh, and that's displayed in the black kind of quote unquote globs that you see on the screen there. Those are, uh, that is dye, contrast dye that has put in, been put into the bone graft and it's in helping form a bridge uh, and, uh, and help create that fusion of that segment. Uh, the next picture here really shows a, a kind of a comparison of this procedure compared to what we consider a 360 fusion. So uh, on the left side of the screen there, that, that disc segment has a, uh, has a spacer, intervertebral spacer that, that is on the, anterior, the front part of the spine between the, the vertebral bodies, uh, and then has uh, two screws and rod posteriorly. So really on the left side, that, that is a 360 degree fusion. It is, that segment is not moving at all. Um, the facet joint screw on the right um, is really stabilizing the posterior segments. So you will have some anterior segment motion still. Uh, and this, hopefully this, this is a, by preserving some of the motion in that segment, uh, it's going to help uh, prevent this condition from spreading to the segment above or spreading to the segment below. Uh, so when, when we're trying to prevent adjacent segment disease, it's helpful for there to be some mo motion at, a, at the segment you're treating uh, if, if it's possible, because when you have a fixed, when you create a new fixed location in the spine there, um, that does 
cause an issue where, you, where you're going to be more prone to having adjacent segment issues. And again, you know, this is minimally invasive surgery, so you really need to be a candidate for, for this type of procedure. Uh, if your condition is, is too advanced or if it's, it's uh, uh, requ- really requires a rigid fusion, uh, then, you know, you'll be referred to the, to the neurosurgeon, orthopedic spine surgeon for the more appropriate procedure for you. Uh, this procedure can be done at more than one level. So this next p- picture shows the uh, screws at two different uh, joint segments, uh, what we call L5-S1 and L4-L5. Whether this can be done at the same time really depends on, on a couple of factors. So it, if this is done in, in a setting called an ambulatory surgery center, um, this will need to be done as a stage procedure. So it would be treat one level and then uh, 90 days later, treat the next level if it needs it. Uh, if this is done in a hospital setting, then then likely be able to do both of these segments at the same time. And uh, if you want a you know better understanding of, of why that's the case, then and just discuss that with your physician at the next office, and I think they can an office visit, and they, they can explain it in more detail to you. Uh, and again, you know th- this is another view of the of the, of the uh, from the side showing these screws are in the facet joints in the posterior segment of the spine. And uh, so this is called a posterior lateral spine fusion or a facet joint fusion. Uh, this is a great invasive procedure that that uh, um, really is is good for patients who are in that continuum of care where the the conservative treatments have have been unsuccessful. Uh, the interventional procedures, the injections that we've attempted, and the radiofrequency ablations have provided that that sustained relief. Uh, and we want to really just treat that, that specific issue without uh, without the need for a much bigger um, spine fusion. Now, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, if you're not a candidate for this procedure, we do have uh, many other interventional procedures uh, and uh, invasive surgeries at Premier Pain Treatment Institute where we can uh, really tailor therapy for you that, that is more targeted towards your symptoms and your imaging findings. Uh, you know, this is invasive surgery. So if you really do require a traditional back surgery, you, you require a, sur- a referral to our neurosurgical colleagues. You know, we will generate that referral for you. You know, that we we want to make sure you're getting the most appropriate treatment for you. If you're not a candidate for corrective surgery, whether that's a invasive surgery or more advanced spine surgery, and we do have other options called uh, spinal cord stimulation or uh, targeted drug delivery or an intrathecal pump. Uh, in some scenarios, uh, th- there is great data and science showing that it may be better to go to one of those therapy options before trying back surgery. Uh, and uh, so, again, you know, flexibility is the key to pain management. And so we're really going to take your condition. We're going to tailor therapy that's going to work best for you. And then uh, we believe that's going to result in the, in the best outcomes. Uh, so our practice is uh, Career Pain Treatment Institute. We're in Cincinnati, Ohio. We have three office locations, uh, Loveland. Uh, Mount Orb and Hillsboro. If you're uh, trying to reach us by telephone, our phone number is 513-454-7246. You can also go to our website, which is premierpaintreatment.com. Uh, we have all of our webinars posted on, on our website. Uh, also has a link to my podcast, which is Premier Pain Talk. Uh, where, and you can get uh, that podcast on, on any of the, the major platforms for podcasts, or that's, you know, Apple or Spotify or Google Podcasts, pretty much any, anywhere you listen to a podcast, you can find it. And I really appreciate you taking the time to, to listen. Uh, if you have more questions, talk about this at your next office visit. Any of the providers at the clinic would be happy to help you. I am also you know, always open for new consults. So if you're not currently a member of 
hair paint treatment institutes and you're not coming to see us already, uh, you can schedule a new patient consultation. Uh, and if you think you're appropriate for one of these procedures, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, we, we do look at the imaging. So make sure you, when you get your, your x-rays and your CAT scans, your MRI scans, see if they can put them on a, on a disc or CD and you can bring that into the clinic where you can actually take a look at the, the actual pictures themselves rather than the, the radiology report. Uh, so thank you very much for tuning into this episode um, of our PPTI Care Series. And this is Dr. Michael Danko from the Premier Paint Treatment Institute. Thanks for listening to Premier Pain Talk, where we understand your pain and share solutions that can improve your quality of life. This episode is brought to you by Premier Pain Treatment Institute, which has convenient Cincinnati area locations in Loveland, Mount Orb, and Hillsboro. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you get updates on all new episodes. Feedback is sincerely appreciated. 